0: The big news this week, the pause has ended. The Bank of Canada raised the interest rate by 25 basis points. What does that mean for your pocketbook? Lyle Stein, the president of Forvest Global Wealth Management, joins me now. Hey, Lyle.
1: Good morning, Maggie.
0: So maybe let's start off with why. Why are we seeing this increase?
1: Well, it's really interesting this week. We had the Bank of Canada announcement, as you mentioned, but then following up was the jobs report. Yeah. And what the Bank of Canada was really telling Canadians was that the economy hasn't been slow enough for us to take our foot off of the gas pedal when it comes to raising rates. And so they, I, I say they, they, they shocked the world a bit by raising the interest rate by a quarter early in the past week. And you know, I think the, the pain is coming. I mean, we've talked about this. There is a slow lag between the Bank of Canada having an action and then ultimately seeing it show up in the real economy. And the real economy remains strong in Canada, as the jobs report said.
0: Yeah. And and so we saw 17,000 jobs lost in May. Um, And, you know, I've been learning from you as we've been doing the segments, usually when we see job loss, Uh, Talk to me about the relationship of how we look at that with the increase then of an interest rate and how that plays a role with the two.
1: Okay. So basically, the economy is running hot. Yeah. Is maybe the easiest way to to describe it. Uh, Unemployment was down. We ticked up a little bit this month, but it's still at uh, quite low levels. Uh, Employment in general has been up. You know, um, we've added a lot of jobs past. Pandemic. Yeah. And that keeps activity strong. Activity strong means uh, companies can raise prices. And whether they be private companies or anything, they're raising prices on the basis that, hey, here's a chance to recoup some of those losses that we incurred during the pandemic. And so inflation stays strong. We had goods inflation, right. it's percolating now into services inflation. You know, going to a restaurant or going out uh, costs just a lot more money. And so all this is keeping pressure on the price level and the Bank of Canada has to slow that down. And it really only has one blunt interest interest, uh, rate weapon that it can use. So it raises rates and it did it by a quarter. Uh, And the idea is to take an inflationary psychology out of the market.
0: Mm. And so will we see it continue to go up this year?
1: Uh, I hope not. I I say that. We'll have to wait and see, and I think the, the next test will be the Fed, who has a rate announcement, I think this week or next, but the big one will be what happens in July. And if the economy shows the continued, I would say, slowdown impacts that we saw on the employment front this week, we can expect the Bank of Canada to hold interest rates at this level, as opposed to yet another 25 basis point increase. I mean, it's getting it's getting pretty pretty tough out there if you have a variable rate mortgage, and you're very concerned if your five year mortgage is now rolling rolling over.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And there was a you know a study that came out from I think Equifax uh, last week as well, stating that people are you know missing their credit card payments because they're focusing on paying their mortgages, which means they're not paying other other uh, their other payments as well. Um, so as most as we keep continue to struggle to make ends meet, we're also struggling to support. elderly parents as well. A recent survey found that out of 926 people uh, who provide financial support for their parents, 52% say their parents lacked retirement savings and 10% said their parents had outlived their savings. I will be. We've talked about this before, Lyle. This is my worst nightmare: is that I'm going to outlive my savings. I'm. This is so important for me that I'm saving for my retirement. Does this surprise you when you hear these stats?
1: Uh, No, it it doesn't. Um, You know, we lived in a world where the CPP has been a great addition to our private savings, Mm -hmm. but in many cases, saving has been very, very difficult. Plus many of the I'll, I'll call them older people uh, didn't get the returns that they were expecting in the last 10 or 12 years which would have provided for a relatively secure retirement when interest rates were at five or six percent um, and let's just say you had a million dollars in your retirement account that's fifty thousand dollars worth of income yeah over the last five six years you were earning ten thousand dollars worth of income and so the only solution a retiree would have would be to draw down their savings. And now their savings are maybe $700,000, let's say, and they're earning 4%, but that's only $28,000, as opposed to what they would have had, had rates stay higher Ten year, as it were 10 years ago.
0: And it's becoming so much more expensive to live, right? And so I know we've talked about this before when we talked about the CPP and, and the um, increase to that, that, you know, while while many of these people who are retired now were working and they were saving away, thinking, you know, let's say the 50000 was going to get them through the year, $50,000 can't get you through the year. Again, we just talked about interest rates going up, inflation as well. It's just more expensive to live, to be alive.
1: And what we didn't mention is that dreaded T word, taxes. Yeah. And taxes go up and up and up and taxes only work their way into the consumer price index level um, slowly. And taxes are the thing that are really hurting people. You know, uh, Toronto's talking about, well, we'll try to keep the the rise in our tax bill to the level of inflation. Well, you know, that doesn't get caught in the CPI. And those are payments that have to be made. This is where it gets really tough for a retiree on literally fixed income.
0: So what is the best way to plan and save for your retirement, especially now, Lyle, where, again, people are putting their groceries on their credit card. They're missing payments. Um, It is so hard. And I know you've said, you know, take take 10% or whatever it is out of your pay. But that's hard when you're just struggling to make ends meet and your mortgage keeps going up and up and up, especially if you have a variable
1: rate. And and that's ultimately why the economy will slow down because people are making very, very difficult choices in their day-to-day activities. Hmm. Um, they are you know doing more than cutting out Disney+. Plus. They're yeah. looking at their food budgets and saying, you know, how do I replace meat with beans kind of thing. Um, this is what's happening. And it's really, really difficult. You're seeing more people shopping in no-frill stores than going to more upscale grocery stores. It's yeah. it's that kind of thing. Uh, less driving, less activities for the kids. You know, it's it's hitting in all kinds of various ways. Yeah. And this is where it gets tough. That's gonna that's the economic slowdown that the central bank wants, but an economic slowdown is painful, and it doesn't. The pain isn't shared equally. This one is being felt, I think, by the middle class, and um, more than it has been in a long time. The the higher income levels aren't feeling this at all.
0: Another group that's feeling the pain are small businesses. You know, we all remember in the height of the pandemic, the federal government offered small business loans, um, small business, yes, small businesses loans uh, called Canada Emergency Business uh, Account. Um, Well, the deadline is coming and 250,000 businesses face closure if they don't get an extension on paying back the loan. Uh, How do you do this? You know, like it is so hard to run a small business right now. Obviously, we've just been talking about how hard times are. Inflation, you think about, you know, the increase in rent uh, for businesses, paying employees a living wage, buying products, selling when, you know, people, again, are are not buying as much because they're watching their pennies. I feel like the squeeze is happening for the small business, but they're just like we're just- ho- trying to hold on here
1: and and you are so right i mean they're they're feeling the squeeze at the operating level because they have to pay their employees more in wages simply yeah. because that's well minimum wage went up, but also it's it's very competitive for service jobs in particular, but we're talking two hundred and fifty thousand of what I would call heroes. anybody who starts yeah. a business uh deserves. A big medal on their chest because it is hard. And this program came in rightfully so. It was an attempt to, you know, keep these businesses open. But to now put the deadline in is a very difficult thing, uh, you know. And, and and I have to say it it somewhat galls me that you know we can we can have billions to go for battery plants, mm. but we're talking real jobs right across Canada that are at risk because of the lack of an extension of a government policy that benefits, truly benefits all Canadians, as opposed to the lip service that, you know, we're gonna create great jobs. Any job is a great job.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I know of one business that I follow on Instagram and uh, saw this week that they had to make the hard decision of closing down their store because it just, it costs too much to keep a brick and mortar store open. Thanks so much, Lyle, for your time today.
1: Have a good rest of the weekend, Maggie.
0: That was Lyle Stein. He is the president of Forvest Global Wealth Management, a regular contributor here on Toronto this weekend.